Secrets to Real Estate Investing, Episode 108. Welcome to the Secrets of Real Estate Investing Show, where you'll learn powerful strategies from top experts to take your investments to the next level. Here's your host and expert real estate investor, Holly McCann. Hi guys, before we start the show today, I am so excited to tell you about my Fast Track to Flipping Masterclass. It's coming up in January of 2019, and I'm gonna share all kinds of wonderful tips, tricks, and secrets to the success of my over 200 house flips that I've done so far. I'm also gonna be introducing my mentoring program that we're gonna start in January. So if you wanna be part of a group, a team, and have a support system in place, and some accountability, because that's what really gets you in action, I know, then go sign up for this masterclass right now at hardhatholly.com forward slash flip. That's hardhatholly.com forward slash flip. Go register and I look forward to seeing you there in January. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Secrets to Real Estate Investing. On this episode, which is part two of four, I am going to be teaching you about the options for financing your house flipping projects. So basically there are two types of financing for projects in a nutshell your own cash or someone else's cash. The money has to come from somewhere. The newer you are, the more challenging this is, and the more experienced you are, you have more options and more lower cost options at that. I'm gonna go through um, five different options for financing that are not your own cash, assuming you either don't have or don't want to use all of your own cash. And the fifth one is a really exciting one that I call creative financing. And I'm going to share with you a deal that I still have an escrow. I haven't closed it. I just got it under contract about 10 days ago. So I'm very excited about that one in Anaheim, California. So obviously you can use your own money to finance a house flip if you happen to have the cash. Um, it can be... Um, what I like to call um, regular or taxable money, just cash that you have, or it could be self-directed IRA funds or self-directed 401k. The challenge there is you're not supposed to be flipping necessarily in those accounts and you're not supposed to do any of the work yourself. So that's really a sketchy area that you've got to really know what you're doing if you're going to do that and definitely consult a professional for that. Your um, self-directed IRA administrator can direct you what you can and cannot do regarding flipping. And like I said, technically you're not even supposed to be flipping, you can buy real estate, but the intention is that you hold it. Now that's not to say that um, we haven't done some flips, but they've really been longer term, sometimes spanning more than one year in some cases, many years on this one that we've been working on to do a lot split. Um, it's just taken a long time to do that through the county. So we won't be raising red flags with doing things too soon or too quickly in that one. But just be aware of that, be careful, and don't do anything to jeopardize your self-directed retirement accounts. So moving on, number two, we're talking about someone else's cash. And within this, we have five categories. We have bank financing, hard money lenders, private lenders, 
um, equity lenders, or I'll call them JV partners, and then last of all, creative financing. So first, let's talk about bank financing. Bank financing is generally not used for flipping houses because um, many times the houses are in such a state of disrepair, they won't qualify for conventional financing. And that's why you're buying them because it's weeding out the rest of the buyers and the buyer pool because they can't get a bank loan to buy this house. So that's a drawback to it. But if you can get regular conventional bank financing, it's really a big plus that you have a much lower cost um, today. In January of 19, the interest rates are four and a half to five and a half percent. Now, if you're buying it as a second home or investment property, you're going to be paying closer to five and a half percent. But if it's a primary residence, you can get rates as low as four and a half percent right now. And maybe you want to live in this house while you flip it. So you get that super great financing where you have low interest rate, low cost, and it's long term. Typically a bank conventional loan will be 30 years and you've got a long time. Not that you want to take a long time to flip a house, but you don't have that pressure on you that you do with some of the other options. So um, many banks um, or, or all banks are definitely going to be looking at your credit, your worthiness of a loan. So it's going to be harder to qualify for this than the other kinds. And you're also going to be limited to either four or 10 loans. So if you are buying them as second, not necessarily second homes, but investment properties, I mean, you can buy them as second homes too. You're going to be limited to four or 10, depending on the lender and who's whose rules and structure you're falling under there. So bank loans are cheap. They take a long time. That's another drawback. Like typically a bank, if you just use one of the big banks like a Chase, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, they're going to probably take 30 days. Um, they rarely can go faster. But private, um, I'm not going to say private, but I'm going to say mortgage lenders, sometimes they can do a loan in 10 days that are um, sometimes they even sell them off to Chase or the big banks, but they can get them done really fast. So we aren't going to spend any more time on that because that's kind of unusual for house flippers to use this kind of financing. What's the most common is hard money lenders. Hard money loans um, can range from like 8 to 12% these days. Um, right now, as I'm recording this in January 2019, depending on what state you're in, they can go higher too. And the points might be one point, up to three points, up to even five points, depending on what state you're in, as well as um, your experience level. The more experienced you are, the lower your pricing becomes. Um, right now, I have been using a line of credit with a company out of California called Lending Home, and I'm paying 8% um, interest. And I think my first loan, I had to pay one point. And I've done four with them and they treat this all as one big line of credit. So my next one is going to be something like 0.65 or 0.5 points. Um, I've gotten down to 0.65 points, which is really nice. And I think it goes down to half a point. The reason the financing is cheaper here in California than other places, there's just so much money and not enough deals to put on. So with the laws of demand and supply, the price comes down because there's just so much supply available. Uh, the great things about hard money lenders are you can have bad credit and a bad financial situation. They don't care. They are looking at the asset. They're looking at the house. They are not looking at you um, so much as the asset because um, 
that's where the value is. That's where they're going to go to for repayment. If you default, they are going to repossess that house and get all of their money back because they are usually lending at a conservative um, loan to value ratio. You can get up to 100% and with my current structure with lending home, um, they have different options for me with different pricing, but I love to do the maximum, which is 90% loan to value plus 100% of my rehab. So I'm only coming out of pocket 10% of my purchase price of the house I'm flipping, which is very minimal compared to many programs out there. So it's great if you have, I don't have bad credit. I have a great credit score right now, but this is a type of loan that's available to me as a fix and flip investor. And I'm really happy with my 8% interest rate. And so this works for me. Um, I also use private lenders, which we're going to talk about next. So with private lenders, um, it can be their own cash or it can be their retirement accounts. And I have private lenders money in my business, um, somewhere usually between three and $4 million at a time, depending on who's got what with me, but they just love it. They get checks every month from me. I pay interest only. Um, typically nationwide people are probably paying eight to 12%. Here in California, I am paying 8% um, on amounts invested under 100,000, 9% if it's one to 200,000, and I'll pay 10% once it gets over 200,000. Now that's my structure right now. Um, I reduced all those um, rates a couple of years ago because um, money costs were coming down everywhere in California. And my investors were still happy to get it. They get their checks every month. They don't have to worry about managing a property or managing the rehab. They have no risk as far as their return goes. They don't have to wonder, ooh, you know, are we going to make money or lose money on this deal? It's just a fixed rate of return for them every month, and they're very happy. When you do that, make sure that you are issuing 1099-INT forms for interest. Um, the IRS will expect you to issue those 1099 forms. And as we're in January, I'll be preparing those in the next week or so for my own investors and for the companies that I am borrowing money from them in. So private lenders are faster and easier than a bank. They, I mean, I have a guy that I called this last week it often happens within hours or sometimes a day when I tell him about the deal, the loan to value, so he knows he's covered and protected, and he'll wire money out to me based on the last couple of years of good payments and good relationships, and he always gets paid back, and he's real happy. Um, he'll wire it out sometimes in a few hours, so it's, it's awesome. It's great to have some private lenders in your network and in your circle, so when you are ready for money, you can pick up the phone, I have a deal. I need some cash. Would you like to be in? And in this case, my guy said, yes, it was great. Who do you go to to find private money? Well, could be your doctor, your dentist, other business professionals, could be people in your community. And what I have found works best is that if you don't come out and ask your dentist necessarily, hey, do you have cash that you'd like to invest in a deal of mine? But you just say, hey, in case you know of anybody who might be interested in investing in a real estate deal, I have an opportunity where they can earn 10% on their money and it's expected to take six months. Do you know anybody that might be interested in that? That is 
definitely much better phrasing than going to your dentist. Oh, I found a deal and I really need some money right away. Oh, do you know anybody or, or is that something you might be willing to do? You know, you don't want to come from that place of desperation. You're providing an opportunity and people are excited about that opportunity. They're happy about that rate of return because it is a fixed rate. You can't say that we're guaranteed, but it's going to be a lot more predictable than what has been happening in the stock market lately. And many people will be excited about this opportunity. Um, the next one I want to discuss is called a JV for joint venture or an equity deal. What is common in these kinds of deals are a 50-50 split that can vary. I've done variations on that where the person that finds the deal and runs the whole rehab would earn 50% of the profit and the person that brings the money in gets 50% of the profit. And the money person will usually be doing nothing. Ideally, they're just a silent partner and they get a return for their investment of money. It can be rather expensive for the borrower or for the investor, the flipper, because they have to give away 50% of the profit. It's usually less costly to do a hard money loan or get private lender money. So I don't do these anymore. But at the beginning of my business, we had a partner who put in a million dollars and his deal with us was we had to put in 25% of the money. He put in 75% of the money, and then we would split the profit 50-50. That is called the golden rule. He with the gold makes the rule. That's what um, we talk about as a golden rule. <laughs> so anyway, whoever has the money can dictate the term. Sometimes there's something called a preferred return, or they'll call it a pref. So maybe that... Um, JV investor who's bringing the money in wants a guaranteed return of say 6% annually or 8% or 10% that they want to make sure they get that before the profits are split. Sometimes they want to just make sure they're guaranteed that with the profit split. Anything goes, whatever you and your JV partner or equity partner decide to do, document it very well in writing and then go ahead and do it. Um, just all I can say is be careful and get as much outlined um, in advance in writing so then there's less opportunity for misunderstandings and people being upset. You don't want to lose um, friendships or relationships over money like this. The last um, option I will talk about, which is the funnest and most exciting, it's called creative financing. I love creative financing deals, and those usually involve um, a couple of different things. It could be a seller carry or subject to. So we'll talk about those. Seller carry is when the seller has equity in the property. Say they own a home or property worth $100,000, or you're going to buy it for $100,000. And maybe you give them $10,000 down as a show of good faith, and maybe they finance $90,000. Maybe they finance that $90,000 for a few months, or maybe it's a few years, or maybe it's 30 years. They effectively become the bank and you make payments to them. In the state of California, we do this with a deed. So I know other states use a mortgage and the deed with the promissory note show, you know, what I as the investor am willing to pay the seller and 
the terms of all of that and whether or not there's a prepayment penalty. So let me tell you how I've used that one. Um, a couple of times we've done house flips with seller carry as well as subject to financing, which we'll talk about next. And when we're flipping a house, we don't sell it with the note on it. We pay off the note when we flip the house later. So our creative financing on these um, house flips is it dies and it's over right when we resell it so we can deliver clear title to the buyer. They get a new conventional loan or they pay cash and we take out um, whatever creative financing was in place there. The other option you can do is called subject to, which means um, I would be buying a house to flip from a seller subject to an existing mortgage. So I'm going to tell you about the one I have right now. We're in escrow for it and we're supposed to close um, this week. The seller um, is the daughter of, um, actually, I think it's a granddaughter of someone who passed away. So it is a probate situation. And this granddaughter is selling the house and we asked her if she would please leave the mortgage in place on it. And I'll just run through the numbers real quick, but the mortgage is about $250,000 right now. And we're buying it from her for $415,000. So that means we have to come up with $165,000, maybe a little bit more for closing costs. And that's what she's going to get, um, you know, minus whatever escrow and title fees there are. We explained to her that, hey, it's the same to you, um, Ms. Seller, uh, whether we pay off the bank now or whether you let the bank loan stay in place while we flip it. But we were excited to have that. And we almost always are happy to have the bank loans in place because they're usually at a nice interest rate, usually, you know, anywhere from five, we've paid five to 6% because any of the ones we've taken over didn't have any super low interest rates. But we'll be making the payments on that um, while we are fixing and flipping the house and then it will get paid off at the end when we go to resell the home. We're in January of 2019 now, hopefully we resell it in um, June. It's gonna be a heavy rehab, so I'm anticipating a few months for that. Uh, it really didn't matter that the bank loan got paid off because the borrower um, is deceased. She passed away, so she doesn't need that borrowing capacity to go out and buy anything else. That becomes a problem for someone that's selling a house if they're trying to buy another house. But in this case, the borrower is not. And so the granddaughter was like, hey, it's fine with me. And it you know, let us get her a higher number than we otherwise could offer. So just running through the numbers really quick, we expect the after repaired value of that home, well, we're hoping it will be 625, but we figure we can make it work even at 600,000 and minus um, the selling expenses and um, the rehab cost of 100 and our purchase price of 415. Uh, roughly, I think we'll be making about $75,000 if things go as planned, if things go well, which you never know. And how do you calculate return on investment on that? Hmm, well, my bank loan, which I'm going to keep in place, is $250. I went to a private lender and asked them if they would like to be the second on it, and I would pay them 10% for being the second. And I'm borrowing $265,000 from them, the 165 to close, plus another 100 for rehab. 
and it's still protecting them. They're in an 80% uh, loan to value of after repaired value. And with all of that, I'm going to be making hopefully $75,000, but on none of my own money in the deal. So how do you calculate that? Well, it's infinite. Your rate of return is infinite when you have zero money in the deal and you have any kind of profit. And that is my favorite kind of deal. So I wasn't doing these kind of deals on day one. And I think it helps definitely once you have some deals under your belt, when you are proposing this to um, potential investors and private money lenders, but hopefully you get to that point. I know some people prefer to do deals with all their own cash no other people's money, but I like doing deals with everybody else's cash and that frees up more of my cash to do more deals and to be that 10% in with my hard money lender on those deals. So I just wanted to share with you that deal that we just put together with um, none of our own money. So very exciting opportunity there. And that one is in Anaheim, California, not too far from Disneyland. So that is the story of that. Um, we went through five different types of financing that is available besides just cash. And I know there's a lot to all these and I'm going to be going in great more detail into much more depth and teaching you how to present yourself to private lenders as well as equity partners or JV deal investors and anybody else that you need to present your financials to will be going over that kind of information and giving you the confidence and the knowledge and the vocabulary of how to approach people to help fund your deals as you're a house flipper. We'll be doing all of that in my mentoring program coming up in February of 2019. And we'll be doing a webinar to go over much more of that the last week in January. So please go register now at hardhatholly.com forward slash flip. And you can sign up for my masterclass that last week in January, where I'm going to be going over the details of finding, uh, financing, fixing and flipping houses, and as well as the opportunity to proceed into our mentorship program, Fast Track to Flipping. So if you're ready to actually get out there and flip a house, uh, we're going to be helping you do that in about 90 days, finding it, getting it underway. And some of you will actually finish it in 90 days if you're uh, really speedy. But that is the plan. So I would love for you to come join us on that masterclass. And if you'd like to be participating with some accountability, lots of instruction, lots of handholding, and a team of people going right through this with you, go sign up for that masterclass. You can also text hard hat to the number 38470. That's 38470, all one word, no spaces, hard hat. And I will send you a link to all of our past downloads. This particular week doesn't have a download, but go ahead and you'll, you'll get the show notes from the show and go sign up for the flipping masterclass. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully this gave you some great insights on how to finance deals, all the options out there, and some like a little bit of step into the creative financing, which is really exciting. Thanks so much for listening. Get out there, guys. Take some action and get some investments happening. Thanks for listening today. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review our show. And let us know in your review what you'd like to hear more of. For the show notes and free downloads for this episode and all others, go to hardhatholly.com.